Hello and welcome to the Bones Horror Podcast. This is episode 12, 1408. A man who specialises in debunking paranormal occurrences checks into the fabled room 1408 in the Dolphin Hotel. Soon after settling in, he confronts genuine terror. Not going anywhere. You're staying right here with us. Daddy. Everyone dies. When Mike Enslin lost his daughter, the afterlife became his obsession. You probably want to hear all about our haunted history. But after years of searching, he no longer believes. So you're saying there's no such thing as ghosts? I'm saying I've never seen one. Nothing would make me happier than to experience a paranormal event. Gerald Olin, manager of the Dolphin. If I can just get the key to 1408. In the 95 years of the hotel's existence, there have been 56 deaths in 1408. 56. No one's ever lasted more than an hour. The first victims to Kevin O'Malley. Cut his own throat. Do not stay in that room. This is it. Hotel rooms are a naturally creepy place. It does have the vague air of menace. Hello and welcome back to the Bones Horror Podcast. This is episode 12, 1408. I think that's how you say it. It could be 1408 or 1408. 1408 makes more sense. Yeah, because it's floor 14. Yeah, room number eight. Room number eight. I didn't get that again. The confusion, <laughs> the confusion from the very minute of the podcast. Have you ever stayed in a hotel before? <laughs> yes. You haven't ever noticed it? Just a, just a few. No, I didn't. No, How no. How long ago did you watch the film, Kev? Um, I watched it on Wednesday. And I haven't even in- introduced everyone yet. We're, we've gone balls deep straight yeah, away. Yeah, we're straight in there. They so, know, we're so well known now. So, Well, exactly. But it's the we brink had a, of fame. A, a, we had a new Russian listener this week. So, nice one, Igor. So, we have <laughs> Steve with us. You're yes. there, aren't you, Steve? Yes. I am here. And, and we have Graham. Good evening. So, I'm not going to dwell on why well, I've done anything this week other than watch movies. You guys, anything interesting happen? Uh, I, I, I genuinely don't know where this week went. No, it's, it's been a just funny one. disappeared so fast. It's like. Mine has been mostly spent helping father-in-law move house, and it's not finished yet, so... Well, all week? How much stuff has he got? Well, it's, in fairness, it hasn't been all week, but, you know, like last weekend it was dismantling wardrobes and taking them to the tip. And... Oh, I, I love well a wardrobe. <laughs> yes, mate. You've been smashing them wardrobes. You, you oh, could no, have come no, around no, with his was... You could have made a low-budget movie. You could have come well, around yes. with handicap. It's like, oh, it could have been a blockbuster... Uh, found footage, <laughs> found footage yeah. movie. So it's gone better than Ravenous. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's mostly you... what's going on. Uh, busy. So let's let's get back to the film. Yes. So, 
what were we saying? What were we saying? So, 1408, yeah, because it's floor 14, which is new for me, room 8. You noticed there was no 13 as well, because that's another superstition. Some some hotels don't yeah. have a 13. But they one made four quite o- a point of that in the film, in fairness, didn't they? Well, yeah. No, that's why but I know. One, as, one as, four well, oh eight. as well as the fact that 1408, if you add them together, add up to 13. Yeah. <sighs> I was going to say that. Spooky. But, Do they? Uh, unlucky. Yes. So, 1408 was released in 2007. Sorry, how, sorry I just had a question. On, how, how, does, how does 1408 add up to 13? One, one plus, plus four. four plus zero plus eight, Steve. Oh, I was thinking 14 plus eight doesn't equal 13. <laughs> no, you're right. Which is true. <laughs> so you're, you're meant to be the brain box on the show as well. No, you, no, no, no. You've, you've let yourself down there, mate. So, uh, Good. It's all, a, it's all a myth. So 1408 or 1408 was released in 2007, and it's based on a Stephen King short story from 1999 of the same name now rotten tomatoes 80 percent good yeah the film cost 25 million and it made 133 so it was a success i would say yeah Mm -hmm. and it was directed by i think i'm going to destroy his name it looks like michael but i think it's mikhail Hafstrom. Um, and he directed films like The Right and, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen Escape Plan with Schwarzenegger and Stallone. No. you ever see that one? I might have done it. It rings a bell. I'm not sure. I can't yeah. remember. It was one of the first ones I ever saw them in together. Um, so it stars John Cusack, who I think we need to see more of, and he plays Mike Enslin. Mm-hmm. Um, and John Cusack's famous for films like The... Hot Tub Time Machine. Is he? <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I don't think that's his uh, most famous film. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> and Cell. They're the ones I wrote down that I'd watched recently. So Cell also stars Samuel Jackson, who played Gerald Olin. Olin, Olin yes. Olin. So he's not in it very much, Samuel Jackson, really, on the grand scale of it. Most of it's John Cusack throughout. Say nobody's really in it very much apart from John mm. Cusack. But I think he's a great actor. I'd, he I'd is like a great actor. He is. He's, and, he's very, very adaptable. This, this is really this film is a lesson to the horror genre of what you can do, even if you only have one. But you put people in the movie who can act, who are decent. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a testament to the talent of people who can really act. So, yeah, we, we watched this film. It wasn't on Netflix or Prime, which is our normal go-to. Um, but Graham found it on YouTube, and I, I watched it on YouTube, and it was the theatrical version that we watched because there's, I think, three or four different versions, at least two versions. There's a DVD and a theatrical, but apparently... I looked at Wiki, there's like four different versions, depending on what country you lived in. Quite confusing, really, but there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so we watched that on YouTube. So that, you know, search it up. I, f- I literally think it's the first or second thing that comes in, Graham, isn't it? Really? Pretty much, it, yeah. If you, yeah. Search, if you search full movie, it's there. How long it will be there, because 
There'll probably be less time now. <laughs> yeah, there'll probably be a takedown soon. We've, but... we've told everyone it's it's on there. So like, go and go and watch it and let, let us know what you think as well. So, um, so we start at the beginning of this and explain a little bit about the characters, if you um, can. Yeah. So, <laughs> Mike Enslin, he's a kind of I've written down he's a haunted house investigator or investigator of a kind of paranormal. But he doesn't believe in it. He wants to kind of disprove it. He's actually, it. I mean, he's a writer. That that's yes. that is what he does, you know. Um, yeah, but he, he he obviously doesn't believe in the spirits and the ghouls and everything else and all these stupid stories. He sees it as the no. hotels kind of like trying to get their bookings up yes. through what is essentially nonsense. But what, it was never quite clear to me whether his books were voicing that opinion. Or whether they were milking it to sell books as well. In other words, just as bad. Actually, but did he only? Did he only have one decent book? I think there was a because couple. Well, opinions the, varied. It appears. I think the the concept was that he had one book that he'd written a long time ago, um, which was I think it was the Long Walk Home or the Long Road Home or something like that. That it was called. Yeah, that's um, right. Which it would have been. Uh, something I think of a critical success, but wasn't much of a commercial success. Is the impression I got because um, uh, a, a woman when he when he does his latest book release, he does the book signing, doesn't he? Mm. And um, a woman brings a copy of that old book, and yeah. and yeah. she says, and "He's you know, quite oh, surprised." I found it on eBay, there weren't many bidders, and he says, "Oh, I wouldn't have thought there would be." So you know, it, it, it's. But I think reading between the lines, I'd say that's possibly his most respected work. Um, and Did we find out niche. what that was about? No, that, that was about his... Wasn't his dad in that? I think that was... Yeah. Well, there was a, uh, well, there was a relationship between... stated. You don't know if it's a real relationship or a fantasy one. Because that's what she asked him, that, that girl at the yeah. signing. What was, was, it a re- was the father yeah, character real? It was so he, convincing... He in in its character portrayal, it was so convincing. She wanted to know if it was real, didn't she? Yeah. So I don't think that and question he, was ever actually answered. He said no, but he, he kind of no, felt like he was holding something back. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a you've got to read between the lines and say, yeah, it was about him and his dad. Because his yeah, dad you, obviously features a bit in the film as well, doesn't yes, he? Yes, exactly. So you, you learn a bit more about him. Um, so. The next bit I've got written down. Because <laughs> like, I'm watching this film, but do you know what I'm like? I get confused very easily by films, unless nah. I've watched it a thousand times. Um, and even then, I'm hoping that you're going to confuse me a bit more in a bit. But he gets a postcard. Yeah? That's right, yes. yes. And the postcard is, is basically he's telling them not to visit. Don't stay in room 1408, it says, I think. So, yeah. who yeah. sent that? Did we ever find out who that was? Did I miss something? Or was that just... I don't know who it's from. But it's it was never established uh... who actually sent it. No. Because obviously, if you look, he's getting uh, a load of like leaflets and pamphlets about supposedly haunted hotels because that's basically what his writing career has turned into. Well, he's, yeah, well, he's let's like clear that YouTuber. up. Because... He's it's the become that, who does, 
Yeah, he's the YouTuber who does top ten lists only. The, 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 the book that he was doing beforehand was the top ten haunted houses or something, and now oh, yeah, top ten the idea is houses. yeah, he's moved on to hotels, which yeah. has got a, a different spin on it because hotels, as he was sort of explaining, kind of big this stuff up to try and see their bookings double because people want to go to this paranormal experience, which is probably all nonsense, but mm. and that's his attitude anyway. But yeah. that's what he's currently doing. So the film starts it, with him in a hotel room, which has this reputation, but is experiencing total, nothing, nothing I at mean, all. He, he says, you know, he, he goes in the same vein and, and equipped with the same stuff as any one who would be a serious paranormal investigator. But he says, I've never seen any evidence. I've never experienced any ghosts, ghoulies or anything like that. Um, and in a way, he says he'd like to. Oh, but, yeah. Make a better book. Well, yeah. But he, he, he's, he he's says, about to hit know, gold. I've never experienced it. Yeah. He's pretty blase about it. I think that's, that's basically it. He doesn't really believe in it. And mm. I, I guess in the writing process, he must inject a certain amount of, I don't know, fiction skepticism. into it. Well, either just skepticism or some kind of fiction to make it entertaining. I'm not really sure whether he is trying to convey the attitude that he doesn't believe in it, or like this whole thing about when he sees his little catchphrase, stay scared, you know? Yeah, yeah. It kind of suggests that he's trying to maintain the the possibility that there is this kind of stuff going on and why he's writing more books about it from hotel rooms. Otherwise, I guess the book would have no... If you but just write a book fir- going, guess what, nothing happened. Well, <laughs> it's not a very interesting book, is it? But the first, hmm. the first story he wrote must have been like... It was a true story, like not not a true story, but it was it was a fictional story, but not based it, on it was ghosts based, and stuff. I think it was based on some very true elements from his life, you know, like the relate because we don't know the story of that particular book, but people reference uh, things like the relationship between the central character and the father, which yeah. you know we, I think we're 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 meant to believe that there are parallels in that book between. Uh, his real relationship with his father. So, but the the books after that were more pretty much top ten lists. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Mine's been something else I was watching as well yesterday. <laughs> um. So, in in my list of the, of the bit that I like to call the beginning, which is what we're in at the moment. Um. <laughs> so, he goes obviously. He wants to go to one four oh eight. He wants to go to is it, is it the Dolphin? Yeah, that's right, the Dolphin Hotel, New yeah. York. See, I remember that. <laughs> so he, he goes, he goes there. So he he calls the hotel manager, which is Samuel, yeah, Samuel Jackson character, asking to go there, and he's being denied the opportunity. And then he just turns up there, and I, I still kind of don't understand why they let him have the room. They um, well, he was very he, persistent. He had the conversation with his lawyer because he had the initial phone call, not his lawyer, his publisher. They had the initial phone call where he says, oh, I'd like to stay in room 1408. And they kept saying that room is unavailable. And and in the end, hung up on him. And he, um, his publisher got a lawyer involved and basically cited a law that if oh. the room is open, then they have to let it to him under federal law. 
That's total bollocks, though, isn't it? Well, That's it probably law, it probably is it? <laughs> it probably is a bullshit law for the sake of moving the plot along. I know, but, but it's just one of those. That's one of the weak points of the film. You're thinking, if it, really? no, you don't, yeah. you can do whatever. If you're a hotel owner and you don't want to let a room out, even because you just don't like the person, it would. I'll tell you what, it would be interesting. It would be interesting. We all know they have some balmy laws in America as well as over here. You know, but. Um, there are some balmy laws about it, and that might actually be a thing. I Who knows? It, it wouldn't it, make it any sense. It could. It well, as I say, it, I don't, I couldn't say for certain, but <laughs> suspension of disbelief. I'm prepared to let it slide. Yeah, let's let it slide. Let's move on. So he's he's so Mike is is Mike, isn't it? Yeah. Because I keep thinking every time I see Mike Ensley, it's like Mike Hansen. You know the other Stephen King character from it. That's what I keep saying. I'll try not to say it. Oh. But um, he obviously he's got issues where he's traveling around hotels as well. Um, can I bring up, I should bring up that his daughter died. Yes. Yeah. And he split up with his missus. And now he's living from hotel to hotel. He doesn't seem to have his own house anymore. And he's just traveling around doing this stuff. Well, we we um, we do get the evidence. He's he's got a place in L.A. Yeah, oh, he has got in a LA. place. Yeah. I that bit. Yeah, his wife's in New York. He's in L.A. Um, they are. I mean, she even states at one point she's not entirely sure what the situation is, whether they're separated or getting divorced or or just gone their different ways for a bit or what. You know, it's. I think a lot of it is quite recent, really. In, in those terms. Yeah she, yeah. she actually says at one point they haven't spoken for about a year. But he's... I get it. I get from it that he's... Because his daughter's died, he just can't handle to be around his wife anymore or just, you know, it just brings back too many memories. So he's just like burying it by going out from hotel to hotel, drinking lots of alcohol and and living his life that way. And looking um, for ghosts. Looking for ghosts. Because he doesn't want to be reminded of, of... He just can't cope with what happened in his life. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I get from it anyway. And uh, Anyway, so that, that's a little bit about where his character is. But he obviously has his conversations now. He goes to the hotel and he's having conversations with Gerald... You know the Samuel Jackson character about staying in there, and obviously he's, he's trying to talk him out of it. You know, we don't want you to talk there, and they even give him. I, I, I'm not sure how many thought actually died there, but it was 56. Yeah, but he yeah. didn't think it was that many at first, did he? No, I think no, because were... some of them died of natural causes. Yeah, there were suicides uh, in in the room, but none of the natural deaths, as they put it, were reported in the press. So Enslin hadn't heard of those until he saw the full file of all 56. But if you think about it, that hotel was, what, nearly 100 years old at this point when he was visiting there? Possibly, yeah. That means you would think, given that Mr. Hotel Owner pointed out they're 90% capacity pretty much all the time, they're not quite you know, the Ritz, but they're very successful, that leaves an awful lot of people who probably stayed in that room who got away very lightly compared to him. Well, possibly, unless uh, unless they weren't. Um... I mean, that's less than one a year. <clears throat> yeah, 
and, and <laughs> some of them are some of them just died of a heart attack, which could have been perfectly natural. Mm. Oh, so, that was an interesting thing just happened to me there. My wife uh, was at the window waving a twenty pound note at me. But so, uh, I wish my sorry wife about would that. Do so that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know what that was about, but maybe Jokes, me luck's in. I need I you to know. wave a twenty pound note at me. <laughs> 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 so I was a bit, oh, what's going on here? So, yeah, so he gets the keys to the room. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And off he goes. And I think we're going to enter that section oh, I like to call the middle. We're done with the beginning, aren't we? Are we done with the beginning? Yeah, I think what, so. What are you thinking? Well, I think it's, yeah? fa- it's a fair point. Yeah. He, he, he's, yeah. He's got the key. He's going in the room. He, he is going in. Yeah, but um, this this is where the film stands out over most of the nonsense we watch. Is that yes, even those early engagements with Sam and uh, John, uh, well, using their real names as opposed to their character names, but they were quite engaging, and it kind of had me translate. It's why I haven't made any notes really, because I'm happy to say for once I just watched the film. Didn't really think about making notes. <laughs> well, I, was, I, I was think the acting happily was great. lost in it. It was and it was good. Even those opening scenes. It sort of sucked me in quite well. And yeah, from this point, good pick. he gets good into pick, the right? room, doesn't he? And it's just him and the room. Mm-hmm. So he, get, he gets to the room. And obviously, when he gets into the room, he's got like a little tape recorder and he's pretty much recording yeah, everything. His thoughts yeah. along the he's, way. He's, 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 he's taking his notes. So within within the room, this is... There's a lot that goes on, um, mm. pretty much. <laughs> no shit, straight, Sherlock. <laughs> straight away. Well, you know, I get confused. So, like, like there's there's bits that I wrote down, and, and obviously, I'll get the sixty minute bit, and we'll get to that. Um, mm. there's a there's a lot that goes on, and there's bits that I'm, I might have missed that actually goes on in there because there's the bathroom scene, there's the going out the window scene. There's lots of things, and we can work through that. And uh, hmm. So when he's in there, what was the first thing that happened? Was it the Carpenters being played? Was that a bit... Was that well, one of the first unusual things to happen? Or He was sort of looking out the window, wasn't he? I don't think he was actually... He was just having a look around. Yeah, and then he, he the was, radio he... kicked in really loud, which this is... There were some great jump scares in this, by the way, well, for me. Um, but every time that radio did anything, it was, like, really loud. And so he yeah. bashed his head, didn't he? Yeah. And then the window shot in his hand, I think. Yeah, so the first, so he hurt himself and, and was That's bleeding. Right. Yeah. But what's um, interesting about that is that kind of sets the scene, because normally in a horror film like this, there's something, there's a presence in the room that's trying to get you or a demon or something from the past, a ghost or whatever. But it kind of was like, you never really, you did see images of the past and weird stuff, but it was as if the room itself was the problem and the room was trying to kill him. Yeah. Or hurt def- him. And, and that, that's even what Olin says to him before he goes in, you know, because it, um, uh, Enslin says, you know, Oh, what, you know, the ghost or demon or whatever that's in the room. And, and Olin says, no, I, I never said this was a demon or a ghost. It's just an evil fucking room. Yeah. Which makes it I quite interesting. The, I wrote down that like the room brings out brings out your deepest and darkest traumas. 
Well, it, it may you, it may do. And that. It makes you face it. It makes you face them, and you either deal with them, or, or you know, it's your lot, really. Yeah, I don't oh, think I'm... it's that kind. No, no it's no. not. It it torments. It, it it sees into you. It finds your deepest, darkest fears and thoughts, and then uses them to torment you. Basically, um, it 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 almost has this kind of decision process that this is how you're going to end, and I'm going to make you do it. Hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. Oh, <laughs> that, that, yes. That, that's how Kev's going to end. <laughs> I think we might have to join in, because this happened last week, and I got accused of being the one to open the can. It's like, no, no. That, well, was, that was Kev, but now I'm going to as well. That's lovely. So we're okay. even. Beautiful sound. Oh, now oh, Graham's going to get his butt plug out. <laughs> yes. There you are. <laughs> oh, that sounded a bit harsh. Yeah, it's well, a what screw have you got Oh, it's on the screw in. Oh, Makes you wince just thinking about oh, it. I'm no. not on single malt today. Oh dear. So, yes, we so progress. The Carpenter's song is it's only just begun. Yes, I don't want meaning and errors in that, but obviously it has only just begun. I think I think just that line in itself, um, because that is how it starts with "We've only just begun." It's it, it's part of the torment. Yeah, it's definitely he's being tormented. Yeah, mm. and that clock's a fucking arsehole. Oh yeah. yes, with the countdown we, just to rub yeah, it yes. in. Sixty sixty minutes. So within that sixty minutes, he sees ghosts, like past victims, people throwing themselves out of windows, and people. There's a few people go out the window, don't they? Yeah, well, there's, 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 yeah. At least, there's, uh, there's at least two that are properly shown going out the window as suicides. Um, one of them, the the lady in the red and white check shirt, is actually shown twice. Yeah, once when he's Go trying on. to get. Well, yeah. Let's not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, going out the window, and then there's another scene where she's back. Later on, she comes back and jumps That's... out the window again. As you would. Yeah. Well, twice she jumps out the window. Well, it, clearly it didn't work the first time. Oh, I didn't get that. So you think she lived? See, that's a quite no, high, though. I'm being silly, Kev. Oh, dear, mate. But she bounced her back, she bounced back up. She looked oh, like she oh, could she have was done. a lady. Like, yeah. She was a large lady, but I wasn't going to make that She bounced assumption. straight back up. So, there's... <laughs> now, this is the bit. I've got to try and remember this now. That there's... The room starts looking like in the bathroom. I should have wrote this down really at what stage, but he does see his dad in the bathroom, doesn't he? Yes, that's yeah, 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 yeah. So there's a bit, there's some, some scenes there, and then there's scenes like the room's absolutely been destroyed and ripped to pieces. Okay, and mm-hmm. then there's then there's a scene where he actually thinks he's had a an act where he thinks he's surfing or something and has an accident uh, well, well yeah, that happens uh, right at the beginning so it, yeah but within that hour where he kind of yeah he ends up yeah, back there, there, but there is a point where the room makes him believe that he has got out of the room in fact not only mm. has he got out of the room but he never went in because yeah. he had oh, his he had his accident surfing yeah. at the beginning of the film 
Yeah. So he had a bit of a schoolboy error. He was sort of sitting on the on the surfboard waiting to get onto a wave or what the proper phrase is. He spotted a plane in the sky and thought, oh, that's interesting. And no, it had the number 1408 on it. Um, I didn't know. Again, I didn't see that. And the wave came up behind him and kind of knocked him senseless underwater and washed him up on the shore, like gasping for breath and lungs for the water and all of that. That happened right at the beginning. Actually, we skipped over that point because it, in a sense, mm. it didn't seem that relevant at the beginning. But then when it happens again, as yeah, like it's very a, relevant. Yeah, yeah as middle. a memory. Yeah. But I guess what, what we should cover off is that this room it is makes just him think provoking whole... him more and more. Yeah, it makes him so think So it starts off whole... quite minor. So like there might be a painting on the wall that was like straight one minute and then it's on the huh. And he goes and straightens it and it turns itself back so it's at an angle instead of being straight. And just silly little things that make him finally realise actually there's something going on here that I don't understand and this is not normal. And then as he gets more desperate, he starts thinking about how to get out of there because he tries to get out through the door at one point. I can't remember exactly what provoked it, but the door won't open, will it? So then he's trapped in there. But he has his chance, doesn't he? He does. He has a chance. And this is the thing. They they actually say that, you know, like nobody's... I think there's like a limit. You can be in the room for 10 minutes before your fate is sealed. Yeah, which means if and someone then, comes up to fix the thermostat, he could have left at that point. He could have he left. Could have he left. did leave the room because he chased the guy down the hall. That's and at true. that That's point, right. he could have left and had no more problem. But, but he wasn't he convinced at that to. point. Well, exactly. he didn't know how evil it was, did he, at that he, point? He hadn't, he hadn't suffered the, the torment other than the fact, well, you know, the thermostat was stuck and the room was too hot. That yeah. was the level of torment he had and he ignored it. Um, I would say the thing that, that really the really tricked over to him being really quite desperate was when he couldn't get out of the door and things started getting increasingly weird. And he finally thought, right, how far is it to the window in the room next door? Yeah. Yeah. He worked out it's about 18 feet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They knew there was someone there. So he, he goes out of the window onto the ledge, 14 stories up, and starts sidestepping very cautiously across trying to get to the other window. And at this point, after he would normally, you know, he would be about there, and he realizes there is no window. In fact, there are no other windows. There's nothing. And then from that point, you realize that he's fine. Well, when he comes back in, the sort of map of the hotel, the layout, the floor layout of the hotel on the door that says you are here and where the fire escapes are has changed so that there's nothing on it apart from room 1408. And then all the windows brick up, and there, he is now in a world where that room is all there is. There's nothing else. Yeah, but he does go up in the aircon light. Yes, yeah, it does. Funny. That's one route of escape he hadn't considered earlier. But interestingly, what does he see whenever he looks through one of the the vents in this uh, air vent? Clips from his own life. Exactly. Ah. Oh. His own life, his own daughter and his own wife, his father telling him he's a shit writer, which maybe so. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what else there was, actually. But then there's a a weird, (laughs) seemingly dead character in the air vent who, when he goes up to him, it kind of comes alive and starts chasing him. Yeah. Yeah, What was that all about? I don't know. I I don't know. A dead body in an air vent. 
I I don't know exactly. I th- I'm assuming it's a previous victim uh, of the of room. The room. Is... Mm. Oh, the... <laughs> sorry, I'm having Tommy Wiseau flashbacks now. <laughs> yeah, we all are. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's a previous victim of the room, possibly even one who was never found. You don't know. It could have been 57, and and the guy died in the air vents and was never located. So he get he gets himself back out the air vents in the end. Yeah, back into the room. Back into the room. Back into the room, and then it goes mental. Um, I can't remember. Obviously, we're getting towards a bit where the 60-minute reset. Um, So there's a countdown on, and it's from 60 minutes, and it's counting down, and I'm just trying to remember where we were. There's a part where the room goes ice cold around here. Yeah. The room room freezes at one point, and then... um, but at another wife. point, it's completely destroyed. Yeah, but his uh, wife. Like a point, it's it's yeah. He gets a call on the laptop when that's it's right. frozen. Yes, that's right. And that, that's when it starts to become a bit weird because he had tried to contact her before. It's like, oh, I can get Wi-Fi on a laptop, even though the phone's not working. I could call for help, and he calls his wife, who also lives in New York, where this hotel is. And the thing that's strange about this second call is like it's like her ringing him back or not ringing but you know contacting him via the laptop like a skype kind of thing and when he's trying to communicate with her another version of him takes over the conversation and the other version of him is quite clearly winding him up more than isn't necessary it's not like he's another version of him there's another version of himself in a similar position this version of him is out there trying to Look, what wife he's trying into to do the room to claim her as well. Yeah, it's basically messing up his plan and giving him a yeah. little wink. It's like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> and that exactly, brings us yeah. nice. That brings us, you know, nicely on to the bit that I like to call the end, <laughs> um, because she is trying. You know, it's trying to bring her in. You know, so he has to deal with it. And, and the yeah. best way, best way, you know, it's obviously that. That's really subtle crack pipe sucking by Graham there. I didn't. Hear, oh, I didn't hear it actually. No, no, that's uh, what I mean. It's very, very subtle. <laughs> You're probably anyway. hearing it ambiently from five miles away. I think that would so be the, a very loud crack pipe. So I think it's <laughs> is that the point that it resets again? When it counts down. Yes. To zero, and then all of a sudden he, he wakes up, and the room's perfect again. Yeah, the room the room is restored, mm-hmm. and the counter resets, and and the phone rings, and they yeah, say then, to him, "Are you ready to check out?" Which means, which, which means, are you ready to hang yourself in this case? Because mm. when he walks through the room, in, you know, all the various rooms within the room, you know, like the bedroom yeah, and whatnot, and there's there's nooses around the around the place. That's right. That's, that's the way himself. it was. Where it was phrased, because it said, "Are you have you had enough yet?" Or would you, or we can offer you an express uh, checkout. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the nooses in the room, which and, is a nice yeah. thought. And he 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 basically rebels and he says, "No, I'm not going your way." So then he comes up, yeah, and then he comes up with the plan. We're not, I don't think I'm jumping ahead too much here, but it's obviously he was given a bottle of whiskey from the. The yeah. Samuel Jackson yes. character, um, and he decides, right, I'm going to uh, Molotov cocktails. Yeah, I'm going to set fire to the place. 
And but I'm amazed he, he hadn't drunk all that because he did smash a fair bit of whiskey when he was. Well, that's the thing. If you, I think you'll find that the bottle keeps refilling. Ah, because he yeah, thought what... he was being drugged at first. Exactly. Yeah, he he, he, he treaded carefully drugs, on the drinking because he thought that was making him have hallucinations, and also the chocolate as well on the bed. He was suspicious yeah. of because he had one of those. And all this weird yeah. shit started kicking off after he'd had some whiskey and some... And the chocolate. So a combination yeah, of chemicals exactly. in the two could be hallucinogenic. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, that would explain a lot. Say if he's tripping his nuts off, you know. It would. It but would... there was a very good point. Well, did I get this right, actually? Hmm. When... It was after all the windows had become bricked up. Yeah. And he was beginning to realise, you know, this is really some freaky shit. He went and wound his dictaphone back and was listening to the commentary he was giving to it when he went into the room. And in that commentary, he said, strangely, the room has no windows. Yes. Which, of course, at the time it did. And it was as if it had changed history so that it, yes, all this that stuff that he had witnessed happen. He was like, all oh, this, this dictaphone now says that was like it all along. Yeah, it's almost like he's trying to prove to himself that what he remembers was right, and and the distortion <laughs> it, 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 it disproves his theory. So maybe he is going mental, you know? Yeah. Well, you would think that. I would think that. Yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd be pretty damn confused in that situation. I reckon. So, he, so he sets fire to the room, mm-hmm. and. Uh... The smoke alarms or sprinklers. Does the sprinklers go off? Or yeah, the, smoke the sprinklers alarm? go yeah. off, and he just says, "Don't bother trying," kind of thing, you know, because it's the room yeah. fighting back against the fire. So within this the version we watched, the, the uh, his wife's on his way there. Yeah, see him, but the, the, the fire brigade turn up. Yeah, and, and they, this is and, where and the they two drink. divert from each other, yeah. pretty much. Yes, this is the change. From the two vert the DVD version and the theatrical. The, the 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 crucial point is, I mean, he he throws the ashtray through the window to cause an influx of oxygen, so that the, the fire spreads through yeah. a backdraft, um, which is what his wife witnesses from outside. Yeah, that will happen um, in the version I watched it. Just now that that happens in both versions, I believe. The difference being that in one version, she tells the fire brigade that her husband is in the room, and in another version, she doesn't. Well, in this version, so, she did tell them that, but mm. they didn't. They didn't rescue him. Okay, and may, maybe she does but, tell them, but the point. The version being, we watched, yeah, he, he was the, rescued. The, the big difference is that you know, obviously, he he's laughing hysterically on the floor as yeah. he's burning to death. Yeah. Potentially, and um, in one version, the firefighters break the door in and pull him out, and in the other version, they don't. Exactly. Yeah. And I watched the out. version where they don't. I mean, I've looked at the other one, although I don't know if I went quite back that far. But yeah, that all makes sense. Well, to it's, me. it's good between us. We kind of watched them all. So, uh, Hmm. So the fireman pull him out. He ends up in hospital. Um, gets better, goes home, gets back with his wife. Right, am I? I'm on the right track still. Uh, um, cinematic ending. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Plays 
a bit of the tape and his wife has his daughter on the tape. Yep. And then everything's going to be okay. She drops the box that she's holding and looks utterly shocked and horrified at the fact. And that... As you would. Much, and that's yeah. pretty much the that end. Now, basically the end of the film on that version. Not, but I don't I think watch, that's the best version. So, with, with the version you watched, Stephen, I watched it as well. I, I went back and watched the final like, 10 minutes, whatever it is. Yeah. Five, 10 minutes. Um, so it is a what little bit a funeral. Because that, that, that cigarette appears... Did you notice the bit with the cigarette? Because I don't think he smokes, but he's kind of saving. He's it, given up, he? but he, he carries a, a, a basically a lucky cigarette for superstitious yeah. purposes. In case there's a nuclear war. Or something. Yeah, in case of apocalypse. <laughs> and he, he's saving that for the the final... You know. Smoke if you got him. So he in, lights in your... it up while he's in the room. Exactly. So in the, ver- when it's in the on version fire. you yeah. watched, Stevie, yeah, he, he kind of burning to death and he lights it. Is that yeah. right? Or is yeah, that's all dead? the same. And then in, in the end, as Graham said earlier, he's hysterically laughing on the floor, but he just, ne- he just never gets rescued. And I think then it cuts straight to the funeral and he's being buried next to his daughter's grave. That's yes. correct. As the room predicted. Yeah. But then... Matey from the hotel, Sam Jackson, whatever it's what's it called again? This character, not that it really matters. We uh, know Samuel, him, but... Gerald yeah, Golden. Yeah, he turns up with a couple of extra uh, belongings that they found I when. Think it, didn't he look the bollocks though? What he was wearing? Oh, he's very presentable. <laughs> I absolutely thought he looked the bollocks. Mate. He looked like a considering hotel he's manager. meant to be a manager. He yeah, did look he, like he, a very well presented hotel manager at a funeral. That, well, I which think he was he <laughs> really cool. <laughs> he looked like what he was. Yeah, he stopped there on the way home from work. I think is what happened. Oh, he looked the business though. I'm not denying it, but he looked the business as a hotel manager. It's just when, when it's I come home place, from work, maybe it stands out if you're at a funeral when everyone's all looking mopey and dressed in black. Yes, yeah, he looked a little yeah. bit. He added a little bit of colour. Sorry, so Kev, you, you were going to say when you get home from work? Yes, I don't. I don't look like that. No, oh, you're you a hotel manager. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm not a hotel manager. Well, there you go. If I you was, I probably wouldn't wear, like... Wearing a pair of shorts and wearing no, a unicorn-shaped I... rubber ring. If I was a hotel manager, <laughs> yes. Hotel manager coming home, I'd probably be in a pair of shorts and a Travel Lodge T-shirt. You know what I mean? I would yeah, not be very in... Very different kind of hotel there. Yeah, very well. stylish. <laughs> <laughs> Premier Inn, maybe. Who knows? So... <laughs> As as someone who who has often stayed in both of those, mm. just no. <laughs> mm. oh, I have a lot, as Stephen knows. Oh yeah, well, all over the UK, but um, never stayed in one like like this one. No, yeah, that's because he's not in a Premier Inn or a travel lodge. I think you'll find. And they do they have yeah, they're far worse. Maybe not. <laughs> so he turns up mm-hmm. and he goes to give his wife a box. Yeah. Bits and pieces, including, I presume, <coughs> the the, uh, the, the tape dictaphone. Yes, yes, yes. dictaphone. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't want it. No. So he goes home, goes back in his car, and then he he sees he sees a daughter. Does he see well, the daughter? Okay, no. he listens to the dictaphone a little bit, but doesn't he see her as well? Well, it's like, a great bit. This quite. was a great great jump scare. This one really made me jump because <laughs> he hears the voice of the 
very similar to the voice of uh, Katie, who's the daughter of uh, Michael. Um, and I can't remember exactly what it is, but he, he sort of looks back forward and then goes to look back in the mirror, and there's some ghoul or monster on the back seat, like, reaching well, it's, for him. It's the charred remains of John Cusack. Is it? Yeah, well, I, well yes. it's only there for a split second, but I didn't even yeah. know who the fuck it was. But it definitely made me jump. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. I thought we were past all of that. We're out of the room. We're at a funeral. Justice has been done. That made me jump out of my skin. Anyway, but it wasn't her. It was someone else's daughter, I think. Yeah, it was It was just a random daughter in the graveyard with her father. And, and then he drove off and went home. Yeah, yeah, then he goes home. But because uh, that's the thing, the sequence is that he sees the daughter, the girl, and he thinks, "Oh my god, um, could it be?" Then she runs off to the father, and he adjusts the mirror, and then John Cusack's image appears, and he's like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "Holy shit!" I can tell you, yeah, it's fucking loud. <laughs> well, However, yeah, and that's, that's of, of the two endings. I just thought I preferred it. I'm staying alive. I thought it. Well, I just thought that was a nicer weird. ending. Because when, you know, he's there with his wife, and we know that... He's patched things up. He's patched things up, and that's great. But then, would you really play that tape to your wife and then give her a look as like, oh yeah, that's what happened? It's like, well, why fuck up her melon? You know? Mm. I thought that was just stupid, really, on his part. It's like, why would you want to put someone through that? Why would you want to bring that thought back? Because she, Maybe I mean, it, let's face it. When his daughter came back, and that I don't know if this is the. I mean, you mentioned Graham that there was a scene that was like so tragic, and whether I'd pick it out. Mm. And there are several scenes that are quite tragic. But the only one I could think maybe you were referring to was the one where she came back and then died in his arms. Exactly the one. Exactly, and that's essentially what's on that tape. So what you hear is her voice just before she dies again. In his arms, albeit like a not a real version of her, I suppose, some sort of apparition or something, well, but all very I mean, vivid. There, there, therein lies the question. Um, I mean, I've heard one theory that the reason he started writing these haunted house books was actually trying to find some evidence of afterlife following the death of his of his daughter. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Now, I, sense, I think yeah. I think there are a few elements that don't really tie into that theory, but it is it is kind of nice, kind of a nice theory. I suppose so, but I don't think he should have played that tape to his wife. No, now or interestingly, even, I, I, I don't know. His point. I don't yeah, know if she... either of you have done any research into it, but do no. you know which of those endings is? Whether I don't know if it's letter for letter, but which of those endings is closest to the original book ending? The book ending? What do you mean, like yeah. the thing that props the book up on the end of the shelf? No, as in no, the original it's, book it's, and it's, how it Stephen ends. Stephen King one. I, I don't think I've read it. No, I haven't. So I I've haven't never read, read a book. It, but I, I do know which of those endings. Oh, go on, tell us. In the... It'll be the shit one, whatever it is. It'll be King. the one you don't like, Kev. It'd be the shit ending. Yeah, the one with Samuel L. Jackson at the funeral, where where yeah, John Co- where where Mike Anselm dies. That's because that Steve King, ori- Stephen King writes shit endings for most films. <laughs> now, and that's fact. But here's the thing. Okay, now obviously, I I actually did go and see this film at the cinema when it was first released. Yeah, and 
the ending I saw was the one where he survives and plays the tape and his wife sees it. So subsequently I bought the DVD and when I watched the DVD, I was I was like, hang on a minute, I don't remember this. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. And yeah. it turned I mean the 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 thing of it is that that cinematic ending has almost been erased. There's no, uh, to, certainly to my knowledge, there is no DVD or Blu-ray that acknowledges that alternative ending. It's because it's funny. A, it's funny, isn't it? Crap one. Mm. Now, obviously, <sighs> Kev Canelle likes Steve. the Kev's, Kev <laughs> likes the survival ending. Steve I just likes think the it's a bit more. Uh, I just think it's a bit more happier. Or maybe I, I you know, have. I, I well, actually. I maybe they wanted a sequel. Film. Maybe I, they wanted a sequel. Whoa, I don't know. Maybe that's, that's what I kept them alive. Sell out culture. I am torn. I am torn between the two endings myself. From a coward. From a no, honestly, from a production point of view, sitting on the fence. N- yeah. Yeah. it's the easy option. I the like easy both option. endings. Oh, no, yeah, no, I like no, seriously. <laughs> seriously, I like both. From yeah. a production point of view, the survival ending, it felt rushed. And 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 incomplete. However, yeah, well, it well. sent a bigger it sent a bigger shiver down my spine when when uh, the little girl Katie's voice appeared on the tape to them to both of them than it did when it appeared when when Olin heard it in the car. But I think the execution of the funeral ending is is better. Wow. Well, a film with many endings. Uh, yeah, and yet mm. all the way through, everything I, else I, is exactly the same. Which yeah, is I like I like both really, but I, I kind of like the happier he stay alive version, which I think was set up for. A you like to end film. the film with a bit of hope, don't you? Well, well I, I love hope. You got to have hope, but Why? maybe there was going to be a second one. Let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> so we get so we get on to the so that was really the film and and, and can we get on to bonus? So Steve, what rating? How many bonus a, would you give this? Reasons, film? I'm I'm gonna eight. Yeah, because yeah, it's quite an achievement. Apart from anything else, you know, to keep certainly me engaged in a film and to pull that off with just a bloke in a room. Basically, he was he was superb. Yeah, his... John Cusack did. He earned his money on that film because that yeah. he had the audience. He had to entertain the audience, keep the audience engaged, keep character, keep the story going. I mean, there was you know stuff that helped him along, but really that film, he was it, and it made a lot of money as well. Yeah, it deserved to because it's, yeah. it is it manages to be a one person in one room, <laughs> albeit with special effects. You know, it's really that that role, that character that carried it through because the character is quite relatable. You know, he, he's quite a Ooh, there's deadpan. Some puffing going on. Huh? There's some puffing going on. There was. Yeah. Unfortunately, I hit my leg on the desk. <laughs> I, there, I think the cable just fell out of his mic. Uh, what f- what anyway. flavour you got? What flavour you got tonight? I'm, I'm still, I'm always on the Heisenberg, mate. Uh, okay. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what happened? Carry on. <laughs> what the fuck? 
Were you expecting me to say it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Uh, uh, (laughs) I'm saving it, Steve. Don't you worry, mate. Carry on. Get it right next time. I can't even remember what the fuck I was talking about now. Oh, well, it's quite a performance to be the sole... To bear the whole performance of the entire film on one person, I think that's deserves yeah. quite a lot of praise. Yeah, I hope it's, got it's paid the horror well. version of One Foot in the Grave. I was exactly going to say that the only person I can compare it to is Richard Wilson, where there's at least two episodes of One Foot in the Grave, one with him in the bath and one with him just wandering around at home, where he was the only person in the entire episode. And they were great episodes. Hmm. But they only lasted half. Our an American hour. listeners probably wouldn't have. Heard they won't know that. One, no, one and foot in the grave. That's because they don't have such and polished. It's television. not a horror thing, although it does sound like it. No, it's no, it's it, very, very, very funny stuff. But they won't have it in the US because it's sort of out of their league. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, Graham. Yes. What do you reckon? I'm your actually going to agree with Stephen. I'm going to give it eight. Yeah. Obviously, I, I mean, yeah. I chose the film, and I, I do like, I have liked this film since I saw it the first time around. Um, I think it is beautifully executed. It, it's, it's got a lot of substance to it, where a lot of horror films tend to kind of be, you know, every, oh, it's just gore and blood everywhere, and and very little real substance. This one does have a plot. It has motivations. It, it, I, I think it's a genuinely good film. And the fact that it happens to be in the horror genre is is kind of a bonus, really. Yeah. So for for me, I'm going to give it an eight as well. Ooh. It was no. It was, I might buy this on Blu-ray actually. Yeah. I I kind of got how good it was. Um. And it's something I'd like to revisit more often, really, because I, I, I watched it probably 10 years ago or something. Yeah. Um, and then kind of a film I forgot all about. And it is brilliant. And brilliant. In, in so many ways. So, like, you know, that's that's one of the highest that, that ones is, you've ever reviewed. I, I was going to say, the, the oh, Bones uh, Horror Podcast top rating of all time. One... I think a solid eight. I I have to say, I'm kind of proud. (laughs) Well, that's great, but you didn't make the film. No, I didn't make the film, but I did suggest it. It's a very good choice. Very good choice. It was a good choice. In some foreign bollocks. It saved me wasting another two hours going, what the fuck is this? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I mean, I will admit, I'm, I'm pleased and surprised that you actually liked it as much as you did, Stephen. What's that? Oh yeah, I know why this is. Because it's too clever for me. That's what kept. No, exactly. No, normally, I just normally got a bit said... confused. I probably didn't understand it. That's probably I probably got it all wrong. <laughs> that, that's, that's probably why I thought it was so good. I actually missed the point altogether. <laughs> no, not at all. It's it's because I know how much of a cynic you are. I thought um, it was all about dandelions. <laughs> I know what a cynic you are, and and I thought, oh, he's going to try and rip it to shreds. But no, I'm I'm pleased and surprised. No, that was brilliant. Really good choice. Um, thanks, Graham. You know, definitely well. And it was free on YouTube. Yeah, for, for even a, better. Probably not for much longer. 
Probably it not. Is, it is free, and both endings are on there. And I think the uh, the second one on the list I watched was a lot more clearer. It's definitely more 1080 than the, than the other ones. The good. version I watched was top notch. Yeah, they, for a YouTube rip. I mean, the brilliant. version I watched was on the DVD that I bought many years ago. Ah, so. <laughs> but yeah, I literally watched it on YouTube. So I, I, we watched the DVD and then we got onto YouTube and watched the alternative ending, so that I had a fresh memory. So did Josie like it as well? Yes, yeah. I mean, she's she's obviously seen it with me before, and 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 she does enjoy it. It was her theory actually that. Hmm. Um, this idea that he's taken up the 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 investigative the, the supernatural investigative writing in order to try and prove um that there is an afterlife following the death of his daughter that that was her theory maybe she we should get her onto the horror podcast yeah she maybe probably, we we, we could yeah. do that we the, the, anything good. is possible we have the technology good i can have a week that'd be good <laughs> So let's get on to what we watched this week. Oh yeah. dear. What have you been watching? No, seriously, what have you been watching? <laughs> I did watch something. Oh, I've watched lots. This is going to be great. Well, it's not going to be great. Let's, watched... let's, start with you, let's start with you, dude. Okay. I watched... <clears throat> I think there's more than one thing, to be fair, but I ended up watching the remake of... I don't think it's National Lampoon anymore, but National Lampoon's Vacation, the original thing with Chevy Chase. Mm. Brilliant. There's a remake of it with... A remake? Uh, really? Yeah, ba- basically, yeah. Vacation has now been remade with somebody who I can't remember, but the characters are Rusty, as in one of his sons. Or, yeah, I yeah. remember Rusty. Son, Rusty's yeah. great. Yeah. So he's now, he's now the father figure and taking his family on a trip oh, to Wally World in the really? world's worst car. And it is... Absolutely shite. Question yeah, for you: what, sounded... is, what is the world's worst car? The DeLorean. No. Yeah. How's well, relative one? relative How's... to its expectations, it's... Steve, I've got one in GTA, and it is amazing. Yeah, but <laughs> I, honestly, mate, I'm talking about being able to just take off. This they thing don't flies. know in real life. They're just. Well, my one does in GTA. But, but the series, the, the, they I'm, look like I'm a kitchen like, hey, sink with wheels. He, he, sorry, but he he's taking his family. So what? There's there's a wife. How many kids? Two. He can't take Not... that many in a DeLorean. There's well, only no, two that... sodding seats. No one ever said he took them in a DeLorean. He said, "What's <laughs> the worst did. car in the world?" When you said he took them in the worst worst car in the world, you say I asked what the worst one was. Well, I meant the worst car in the world actually has space for four people, and DeLorean doesn't even have that. Exactly, as so it's even worse. Okay, so what was it then? An Audi? No, (laughs) (laughs) that sounded like a dig there, Kev. (laughs) No, it wasn't an Audi. My Audi's got four seats. I've got an Audi. Yes. <laughs> You're the one who started that. I didn't bring it up. And it wasn't even a real car. It was like a fantasy car that just looked a bit awful. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't good. No, it looked like a piece of so crap. What was know. wrong with the film? Was there not the usual? Well, it, it, it's, no Chevy it, Chase. No, 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 there was no real character to it. Not Chevy Chase. Who's in that? 
Who's the main it was character? Chevy Chase. In the original. Chevy, Chevy Chase, Chase, yeah. yeah. And uh, Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah, um, that's one. And, and then the kids was, kept changing. One of them was from Anthony Natural Michael Born Hall Killers. was in the original. Yes, he was. Who was the girl the from Natural Rusty. Born Killers? Pardon? What's her name? Woody Hatton. Natural, Natural Born Killers. The uh, girl Lewis? on it. Yeah, she was in one of them. I know that. Was she? I know, I know the best She was looking... in the Christmas one. She was in the Christmas one for Death Oh. Uh, what, but, as the daughter? Yeah. She was the best looking of the daughters, no doubt. There was only one in the Christmas one, I think, daughters. Well, well yeah, I, I mean, because there were or, three. Or generally. There were three yeah, of the right. vacation films. <laughs> uh, yeah. they, they each had different kids. Funny enough, in Christmas <laughs> Vacation, Rusty. Yeah. Do you know who she played She was about Rusty? 12. Who played Rusty? Um, uh, Johnny Galecki. Who played Leonard in Big Bang Theory? Yeah, I've never watched Big Bang. Oh man, worth right. a look. Never seen it. Oh. So Steve watched that and he didn't enjoy it. Anything else? Um, no. Let's move on. Now I'll just wait for him to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'll finish. So what? Graham what, Graham, what did you watch? Anything? Uh, I don't know if I just say it depends. Stephen, have you taped your butt plug in yet? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, is I, it going to pop out in a minute? And anything could happen do. right now. But I, I destroy don't, all the wildlife. I don't see any pigeons nearby, so we should... yeah. <laughs> the, the, at least the pigeon community is safe. And I am sitting down, so I think it's pretty safe to I, say I, I, what you've been I've watching. Had, I've had I've had a busy time this week, you know, with helping father-in-law move house and work yep. calls. So I literally finished watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer today. Oh, yeah, on your, on your extra <laughs> monitor. Absolutely, yeah. yes. The, the final oh. episode played out uh, earlier this afternoon. Have you watched the movie as well? I, the original I with a different watched, actress. I haven't watched the movie, no. You need to. It's got, I know it's a different actress, but I, well, yeah, yeah. I, no, but I, I probably should. Although, from what I gather, the the movie was well. From what I gather, it was a bit naff. Mm. And the I, like, I liked it. I think the fact that a series was commissioned off the back of it, it, it was either an apology or a miracle. <laughs> well, at least you finished it. And, have, yeah, have yeah. You, have you booked an appointment to have your testicles sewn back on? <laughs> Not yet, no, no. <laughs> I think Josie's still carrying them in her pocket. Weird. No. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh. <laughs> so you're, not, you're, not, you're not having them back until you grow up. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. I, I have started watching The Truman Show on Netflix, though. Uh, That's why she's still got them. <laughs> no, that's a good film. I know it's not yeah, a horror. Do you, you watch movies together? You, you and we, we, quite often we do. I mean, certainly the the movies we've watched for the purpose of this, uh, we we have watched together. Yeah, that's brilliant. Because I don't watch films with my wife. She don't like horror, so that, that doesn't really help the situation. So, well, jo- Josie's not the biggest fan of horror, um, but well, we've we got do... a good one coming next week. We <laughs> we do we do often sit and watch films together, and sometimes we'll watch a horror film together. Um, but I I have to be prepared uh, for one of us to have a bit of an adverse reaction to it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, for me, I watched two or three films. Um, so I watched a film called Relic, which uh, another podcast I listened to, and they were they, they were doing it. So I watched it. I'm confused by the whole movie as usual. Um, it was about a mother, a daughter, and they're all that like, the mums in her fifties, the daughters in her twenties, and and and, and the, the grandmother had gone missing um, for a while. Um, and, and so they go to the house because she's missing. And they're looking around the house and stuff. And then, then the grandparent, the grandma, she turns up. She's in a bit of a mess. Flicks from being okay to bloody, you know, wild. And and what's the best way of putting this? It's like she's. It's like the grandma is kind of possessed, and it's stuff gets passed on between them. And, and I don't want to go into it too much. I thought it was a bit weird. A lot of people are liking it. I think it's like 80 or 90% on Rotten Tomatoes at the moment. Again, it's one of those movies I'd need to watch two or three times to get my head round. Um, so, yeah, it was a it was a film called The Relic. Um, my computer's just gone to sleep. Now, second one I watched. What happens then? Do you just stop talking? No, no, it just it just went off. So I don't actually I don't actually know. My screen went black for a minute, so I had to move the mouse. And oh, it's right. never done that before. It's a bit weird. If that um, happened here, I'd be plunged into darkness. Yeah, well, were you in the dark? Are you? Oh, I haven't turned the oh, right. light on yet. Another film I watched came up on was it on Prime or Netflix? Might have been on Prime. It was Rambo: Last Blood? Who's in that? Uh, Oh dear, Sylvester Stallone. Oh really? It plays would be, wouldn't it? Rambo now, <laughs> that, who's living shock. out. He's living <laughs> out in. I think he's in Mexico or something. And his daughter, or not his daughter, is. I don't know what she is actually. Where she's his niece or something like that. Um, and she goes off looking for a real dad and a real dad's prick, and she ends up getting kind of kidnapped by a load of Mexican kind of. Horrible people that want to what, just prostitute her out. Who'd have thought? Yes, so I think it's in Steady. Mexico anyway. And what? And then Rambo we don't goes want back this turning get... into a Top Gear kind of no fiasco. <laughs> Ra- John you Rambo can't say goes... bad things about Mexicans. Mexico. What? So he what goes I back to get getting kidnapped by Mexicans in Mexico. Who'd have thought it? Yeah, you've <sighs> twisted it now. No, not at all. That that's what I intended. Anyway, we'll just cut Kev off mid really interesting. Oh, no, that's fine. You, <laughs> yeah. I forgot who I am. So like <laughs> so we so, your name is Kevin and you live yeah. in the cupboard under the stairs. Yeah. No, so basically Rambo goes back to get her and get he gets his head kicked in a bit and then he just fucking kicks all their asses, as you know he would do. And there are some nice, brutal scenes in it, and it's a great movie. And I don't, I, I, God knows how many people Rambo kills in it, in the hundreds. Um, More than just three. Typical, typical Rambo. It's entertaining. Great film. You know, I've like never actually watched any of the Rambo films. First Blood. Is it First Blood? The first but, one. Well, I think um, First Blood was the first one. And it is brilliant. And they're they're all good. They it, made it, him they might well who be. he I is. Know, I know there's quite a few of them, but I've just never actually sat down and watched any of them. No, well, that's really interesting. So the next film I watched was a 
a small budget film called Headhunter. I don't know if you've heard of that one. I own it. No. It's got good reviews before. It's set in what feels like a like um what's the best way of explaining it? Like Knights of the Round Table, like like that kind of everyone's swords and armor and stuff like that. Um but these monsters or demons appear and matey he chops all their heads off. So one of them appear and he's paid by the kings or whatever to go out and hunt these things down and, and he does every time and then it goes a little bit wrong for him at one point. I think his daughter was killed by one of these kind of demons. Um, it's a low-budget film, but it is very, very good. Um, if you do get the chance to see it, well worth a watch. The Headhunter. Um, and I think it's quite quite cheap at the moment. So I've watched that. <laughs> I'm not going to give out too much. Get, not going to give up too much about it because it'll ruin it for you all. But he goes out, chops off heads, demons. You know, it's called mm. the Head Hunter. The wow. Head Hunter. Wow. So he takes the their heads he and puts them on all. He hunts heads. He hunts heads. Exactly that. So I, I, I like it. Um, so that's all I watched this week. The, the other thing I've done, I've. I've bought all the Critters films, the first four anyway. So I'm going to be making my way. Yeah. So I, I remember yeah, two of them. Yeah, there are four. So I've bought them. So I'm going to make my way through that. And also the Tremors films. I've just finished number two, which I think is better than number one. That's just my opinion. Um, so I'm going to start three next week. So we're going to move on now to what we're going to watch next week, which this, this is going to be my choice. Oh. I've kind of got, I've kind of got four um, films in front of me, and it's they're all kind of Netflix, Prime movies. But on Netflix, Net- Netflix there's a fi- is good. I yeah, haven't got Prime yeah. at the moment. Yeah, okay, okay. So there's a film on Netflix called Cabin in the Woods. Ah, I've heard okay. of that. Mm. And I would, I would, I've seen it twice, and I'd like to watch it again. Don't think Stephen's seen it. No, as I far as I know, and I'm not well, sure. I, I, you... I noticed it was there because I was looking through horror earlier, trying to find something so else. So I, I would like to review Cabin in the Woods because it's mm. um, an interesting idea. So I don't want to tell you anything about it because don't, don't even read up on it. It's just an interesting idea on a, on a movie, um, based on like you know, literally a slasher, Cabin in the Woods. Mm. My my knowledge of it is that it's kind of a go to reference point. For horror movies, but I, other than that, I, I've not seen it and, and know nothing about it. I'm guessing that there's a, a cabin and in a, it's in, in the woods. woods. <laughs> yeah. And bad things happen. Oh, Sherlock Holmes, we're straight through to you. <laughs> yes. How uh, Miss Marple or uh, Je- is it Jessica Fletcher? Jessica yeah. Fletcher. Yeah. Yeah. She's on it, mate. Murder She's she back. Wrote. She's back every week. Murder She Wrote. <laughs> So if you don't mind, I think that would would be fun to watch because yeah, it is it. a fun movie. Well, and, I, I uh, think it's a moral obligation now. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's going to hit the eight out of tens like this did because it's not as clever. But like, <laughs> it's it's all right. It, it, it's fun. You, you have a lot of fun with it. So hmm. you know, well worth a watch. Mm-hmm. So that Sounds was good. yeah, that was. 
Episode 12, 1408. 1408. Yeah. 1408. That, that's how I always 14, say it. Anyway. Yeah, 1408. Um, if you want to get involved, give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you on Twitter and, and Facebook and things. So on Facebook, it's the Bones Horror Podcast. And on Twitter, it's Bones Horror Pod. You know, get involved. You know, some of you do, but not that many. But we'd like to hear from you. You know, If you've got any ideas for movies for us in the future, you want us to review... One of the ones on my list this week was actually Slumber Party Massacre. Mm, really? But that's sounds <laughs> bad. Well, well, for me, I, I, it, has, was, it has naked women in it, so I'm I was ever so thinking, pleased. Mm. I was thinking to myself, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm dreading the day we take audience suggestions. Well, for I think it'd be review. quite nice in, in a way. In a way, be, but at the yeah. same time, it could be quite disastrous. It could, could drive us all insane, more so than we are already. <laughs> I don't know why. Why would that be? Have well, you seen some of the films that are out there? There, there are a lot of movies, and I, was, I, I always think to myself: Should we do a brand new movie that's just come out, like The Relic that I just watched, which is it, it's it's pretty new. I don't think it was that good. A lot of people do like it. Or do we go through the last few films? You know, films over a few years, or Actually, few films from the eighties, or films from the nineties. Whatever. I, I forgot to mention in the what you were watching uh, section. I forgot. I, I watched Frozen Two this week as well. What was that? Oh, like? Shut up now. <laughs> so so I've anyway. not watched it. I watched the first one. I don't even know what it is. I'll tell you what. Uh, I mean, as I say, bear in mind, I, I'm married to like Little Miss Disney, but. Uh, Okay, yeah. Um, no, Frozen 2, it, it's not bad. It's not as good as the first one, though. The first one was better. Well, you can say whatever you like now, because everyone's just switched off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were at the end anyway. We got them this far. It's, it's, it's that sweet, sweet listen time. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd actually taken the earpods out and walked off. Yeah. Where are we? <laughs> So, thank you, everyone. Um, you know, if you want to get involved, be much appreciated. Say hello. Say anything. That'd be great. And we'll be back next week with Cabin in the Woods, which is our episode 13. Ooh. Maybe we should skip that one. Do, do, do. You no, think it's, go it's straight a, to yeah, 14? We'll deny the existence of 13 on superstitious grounds. <laughs> I think that's a bit anti-horror principles Ooh, really to sort of yes. you know maybe something really bad will happen which will entertain yeah people. yeah one of us would die on it or something i don't yeah. know well it's, it's entirely possible it famous, <laughs> isn't it? maybe graham a choke on his crack pipe who knows <laughs> <laughs> or maybe maybe i'd shoot him with my butt plug <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you what that would be one long range butt plug yeah that would be. Which, which which would be worse Choking on your crack pipe, <laughs> shot in the head with a butt plug. Oh, that's brilliant. So, thank you very much, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.